Hi, and welcome to the ESAM Podcast. I'm Friedrich Kunzmann, and I'm happy to be hosting this newest episode of the podcast that will take you behind the scenes of new music on ECM Records. This time around, I'm joined by the Norwegian saxophonist and composer Mette Henriette, whose sophomore recording for the label, called Drifting, finds her in an intimate trio setting with Johan Lindvall on piano and Judith Hamann on violoncello. In our conversation, Meta talks about the relationship between improvisation and composition, how important it is to give ideas time to let them mature, as well as about the recording, mixing, and mastering of her new album in Oslo, France, and Munich. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And uh, can you take me through the process of how uh, the music for this album took shape as compared to for your debut? Yeah. So this repertoire had been work in progress for a while. I uh, actually imagined it to be for a larger pool of musicians because I wanted this repertoire to be um, kind of material that could grow and uh, expand and contract with different formats mm-hmm. um, and uh, what happened you know as we all know is that the world turned upside down with a pandemic and suddenly we couldn't you know travel across borders and uh, we also couldn't meet At least in Norway, we had quite tight restrictions, so we couldn't meet um, with more than, you know, between three to ten people, you know, for different periods during the pandemic. So that created quite a new framework for this process. And um, I uh, was in continuous dialogue with Manfred, obviously, and thinking about how we could approach this. And uh, I realized, you know, when I started just um, diving into this material with a trio, which was the only thing that was possible at the time, that there was such a vast potential in uh, working with a smaller ensemble and finding ways to give these scores life only with three musicians because it was obviously also a challenge but Mm -hmm. it really stimulated me in a way that I didn't expect so we decided to to go with that and all of this um, happened in a time when I was also working on different commissions for orchestra and stage production a film and um, a, a graphic score um, for a book that was going to be published later in the year. So I was I was in this symbiosis of different projects that somehow also interconnected, and especially the stage production, which was um, rooted in Sami ontology, were one of the you know, um, things that really intrigued me was this idea of having something 
creating something that is meant to grow. It's not mm-hmm. like a static production, but it's something that is uh, evolving. And, uh, and that spirit is also in this music for me. Yeah. I really feel like it's, it's, uh, this record is, has this notion of being on its way somewhere. It's like drifting with the forces of nature, um, rather than dwelling upon itself. And, um, um, I feel even after recording it, I feel really inspired to continue exploring it. And that's a, such a special feeling. And, uh, I just really love how it is in movement somehow. And I see how it can be rearranged, um, expanded with improvisation, um, and I also have ideas for additional pieces um, for it and additional parts. So it's really alive inside of me, this music, and it's a great feeling. So really beautiful uh, opportunity to work with the trio bit in depth and, um, and create the structures and the core material together with them. In that way, in the you know, it kind of does connect to your debut album because the first half is also trio music with cello and uh, piano. Yeah. And um, throughout the album, you introduce various elements that seem to reappear at different points, um, like recurring motifs, if you will, like in the rhythmic component of Across the Floor, which seems to blossom again in Chassé, kind of. Not exactly in the same way, but it, they seem related. They seem familiar. Right. What sparked these little symmetries? What led you to create them? They just crystallize. I think for me, a very important tool in the creative process is to, to let things mature to the extent that they start living their own life. And then things somehow just come up to the surface in different pieces <clears throat> and they start kind of interconnecting. And I like I like playing with prepositions in music, like shedding light on different things from different sides, playing with foreground and background and repositioning <clears throat> things and um, flipping arrangements because it gives a new, new playground for the improvisation.
compared to a lot of other, you know, I, I find contemporary composers, musicians um, who work with these elements but concentrate on the melodic material, your mo motifs or your elements that you kind of juggle with often are of a very subtle rhythmic nature. Sometimes it's just texture mm. that in interests you most, it seems. Mm. All ways, all approaches intrigue me and I think that it's interesting to explore all of and uh, yeah, mel melodies too, like textures can be melodies mm -hmm. and rhythms can be melodic and tears. Yeah, it has to do with imagination, I guess. It's a way of, it's about the way of seeing and how you listen. And uh, I just like playing with that and challenging myself and the way I perceive things and also the musicians perceive things. And, um, and it was a really interesting process actually because we it was really difficult to find places to work and uh and it was just really difficult also to fly in the the industry is not based in norway it was really peculiar and we had this um challenge finding spaces to work and then by chance um because i was working on a commission for the munk museum we were able to work there for a bit in the new museum before they opened. So it's been a really special um, process coming together of uh, factors. Exactly. And that's where you ended up recording the album too. In yeah, museum, yeah, right? we did. Yeah. We did record it during yeah. those processes. So it's really like this album is capturing a moment in time. It's really yeah. what it is because it's while we were working with the material and uh, I can kind of feel it, you know, still growing on that album. Yeah. And I know also in my, when I hear it, I feel like my imagination is so present in the listening process <clears throat> and I hear where it's going, you know, and I have so many ideas and I just can't wait to tour this music. It's really a transitional, transitional album for me. Nice. Uh, it sounds like, it really sounds like a new chapter in many ways. And there's a lot of different textures, a lot of different melodic things to go through and a lot of interplay on a very on a very different level also you know you just spoke of of the cellist judith Haman, who's new in your musical cosmos oh. and like you just said you you were a nomad for for five years they follow that tradition or not tradition but that lifestyle that idea that philosophy um how did they come into the picture for you um so we actually met in tasmania because Johan and I were traveling and touring and uh, because the Katrina Schett on the original album, she wasn't able to tour with us so we had to find somebody and I had done a little bit of, yeah, checked out a couple of cellists and got some recommendations and then uh, Judith came up as a very, very natural musician to ask. And uh, by chance, she happened to be in Australia for like two days between travels between the States and Europe. So it was really a lucky moment. And um, we did that show and it felt like the most obvious natural thing. Like she's really an incredible cellist, really incredible. Between you on the saxophone and the cello, the 
the amount of texture, color, timbre that comes through, that is generated, and of course then with the left hand of the piano and the, and the deeper frequencies, it creates, you know, a whole landscape of colors. It's a huge palette that's crossed between you three. And for Drifting, you once again worked with the pianist uh, Johan Lindvall, who also appeared on your ECM debut album. How did you originally come together, you and, and, and him? We actually went to the same school, so we studied together. And uh, somehow we just found each other in, I mean, being quite different personalities. But I think what connected us was maybe our individualities and that we had some already then quite um, strong directions and when we're, mm -hmm. where we were going creatively. And somehow that became a very inspiring and interesting uh, musical space to be in because we could play with our extremes in a way. So we, we played for 10 years. about this a couple of minutes ago but I want to get back to it one more time because you seem to be interested as much in a musical line as in the texture and breathing process of, of your instrument itself which is not completely usual these days. A lot of people are a, a bit more focused just on the melodic material and the, the structures the textures, they come about as a, as a spontaneous afterthought But with you, everything seems to be on the same level. I think a song like, um, I'm going to call it Zero Degrees, uh, that song really highlights that aspect of, of your music. Uh, What guides you when you're making these kind of elaborations with your, with your instrument? Where does that come from? It's a good question. Where does music come from? <laughs> I think what I try to do with all music is to... To listen, listen within, I guess, yeah, that's where I try to capture things, you know, and when it collects many different impulses, but they can be visual, they can be olfactory, mm -hmm. they can be, you know, movements and tastes and um, sounds and We had all these senses, and I, I think that when that matures and it kind of solidifies, and you listen there, it just lives its own life in a way. It just tells you what it wants to do. And it's nice because you also, by doing that, you highlight a quality of your instrument, a very natural and a very organic quality of your instrument that is more rarely highlighted by other musicians because they overlook these breathing 
just the the very very simple or not simple but the very basic function of breathing that an instrument can do and yeah it's at the very core of it and for me texture orchestration is very find that very intriguing and uh, just the nature of sounds i guess trying to lean into the material and let the autonomy of that show the way sometimes and um while recording this album i was also working on music for the oslo philharmonic they had commissioned some pieces so i was i wrote three pieces for oslo philharmonic and it will meet many similarities there because one has the whole palette and to work with of sounds to play with and to to shape the sounds and play with them in melodic and rhythmic way. You know, every sound has a rhythmic, melodic and textual quality to them. Mm. So I find it a little bit funny to separate um, because they all exist in every note. So what I'm just trying to do, I guess, is just to acknowledge that and uh, keep pushing myself to find new ways to create things with them and learn things from them and, you know. Talking about your influences in a conversation that you had with Steve Lake huh? um, a couple of years back, you'd mentioned that you were aware of saxophonists like John Coltrane, Albert Eiler, or Evan Parker, but that your influences were coming from in other places and that you you never really had a saxophonist role model, but you you had other factors that went into where you were going musically and, and where you came from musically. Can you shed some light on what some of those places are, some of the, the general places that you came from musically when you started out? It's tough to start mentioning, because I feel like if I mention one thing, that will get all the attention. But it's an interesting question. And uh, I think it's such, a, it's such an omni-experience in a way. You know, mm -hmm. it's we have all these senses and we absorb so many things from the moment we're born and before that even. Singling anything out wouldn't do justice to what it actually is. It's so much bigger than idolizing uh, one individual because I feel like art, like the wish to or the need to have music in one's life as a place to contemplate and, you know, have an outlet for things. It can also appear before you get these idols, you know? So where is it mm -hmm. coming from? And uh, what is it that like shapes us as human beings? I don't think mm -hmm. we can really separate the musician from the human, you know? Which means that what influences you oftentimes isn't necessarily other music. It can come from it anywhere. Yeah. It can come from just, yeah. I mean, imagination, it doesn't, like, separate. 
lastly, I'd love, I'd love for you to talk about the the final process of of making this album, shaping the mixes uh, with Manfred together. Um, how how did that go, go about? It's always really lovely to work with Manfred because he brings in a different perspective, and he somehow always kind of had a very intuitive understanding of what I'm up to, but then he brings in something else, which I really love because I feel like a collaboration is only a collaboration when you work with someone who has a slightly different perspective and take on things and can challenge your own, you know, assumptions sometimes. And so we had some really uh, interesting conversations. He was also, we together, we agreed to record a trio. Um, during the pandemic rather than waiting to do it with a larger and different ensemble. We just felt like diving into the process. And then after it was recorded, we had, we met in France to next, which was really lovely. Had time to listen through things and talk about the essence of every piece and get the overview of things. And, uh, after that, having some time to see how this could be in a create a larger art and how they can interconnect, because this is something that we we knew about this material that, like you said, yeah. also it has these uh, they speak to each other, the peoples, <clears throat> and uh, so we thought about different ways of doing that, and then he made a draft. I had some inputs and then finally we worked on this sequence and uh, mastered that in Munich. And then in the very end, we worked on the, the design, obviously the artwork. Which is from a, the artwork is from a Sami photographer. Yes. So it's, it's, uh, it's a bit special because since the last release, I, or the debut album, I've been doing some quite a lot of research and some commissions within the Sami context. Also wanting to, to learn Sami myself, because that's something that my family lost um, because of their history, uh, the oppression of this culture. And a couple of the titles are also in Sami, which I translated by, I went to uh, Ingaram Naira, I have poets and, uh, Sami teacher in Karashok and I spent Easter there at her place and uh, she had invited me to study a bit of Sami and then I had brought some poems that I really would love to translate and then we were just sitting and ended up studying and digging deep in old really old dictionaries to find words that are not really much used in Sami either uh, today. Uh, but it's such a rich language, has a different color and different sound than many other, I mean, uh, in terms of meaning also. And so uh, a couple of the things or we did there, it led to these titles. Photographer is um, Sami, so the cover is from the north of Norway, next to Lingenalpene. And, uh, yeah, it has that. Connotation. Uh, exactly.
think the most important for me is to to communicate that this album for me is like it's really in movement somehow. It's on its way somewhere. It's not like dwelling upon itself in a way. It has this pace. It's more like a and uh, it's more about the direction where it's heading towards rather than where it's at itself. And that I feel is a huge difference. So even though the this ensemble, the trio ensemble is resembling and kind of hinting towards the past, I feel like the creative um, agency it has and what it means to me and where I'm going with this, it feels so fundamentally different. It's more dynamic and uh, it has a lightness to it that I really love. Mette Henriette on her new album, Drifting, out on ECM Records. Thank you for joining me in the podcast. I'm Friedrich Kunzmann, and I'm looking forward to share more new music with you very soon. Thank you.